Advent, gloriously ordinary, the Christmas story unwrapped over 25 days. Once again, and it's day 20, and I'm so delighted to have Janet Jarvis back in the studio this morning. Janet, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Excited to do today's podcast as well. Well, you know, I love the fact that we've had a couple of ladies in lately, and uh, you're bringing this lovely feminine aroma to, to <laughs> our thing. What is your favorite fragrance, by the way? What would you say is your favorite fragrance? Izzy Miyake. Oh, Sands would say amen to that. <laughs> I love it. And you know what, we've, there are so many women that are central players in this Advent story. Very much And we so. are going to continue dealing with two of them today. We've got Elizabeth, as we've heard, an older lady, probably close to 60, pregnant in a miraculous way, surprising her hubby who's been struck down by it. And we've got young Mary, different scenario. And both of these ladies find themselves, through no fault of their own, in humbled by these circumstances. Mm. There's, there's, there's stigma in one side and there's scandal on the other side. Indeed. Give us some background and let's, let's mind this a little bit. Definitely. Both of these women, if we look at the parallel stories, they both lived in obscurity, really, and they were seemingly insignificant in society. You have Elizabeth, who's, who's an old lady, as you said. She lives to the south of Jerusalem with her husband, um, has a huge stigma because she hasn't had children and in fact her husband would have been in his rights to divorce her because in the culture of that day it was very important to bear children. I can also imagine Grant that she was excited that she was carrying a child but as I'm nearing 60 I think I would be terrified to have a child at this age and to start again with sleepless nights and all the rest of it but anyway so that that's Elizabeth and if we look at Mary here's this young girl who's betrothed to be married and she now has the stigma attached to her because she finds out that she's pregnant. I can just imagine her parents and her friends saying, but how did this happen? And her telling them and them saying, yes, tell us another story. Well, you know? no, yeah, no one's believing her at this stage. You know, she's had to have an angel and Joseph has had to have well, an angel. Well, of course, because, I mean, there was also the possibility that Joseph would break off that betrothal. And there she stuck as a single parent, which is, a, which is not an enviable place to be Absolutely. at. Um, but the difference with Mary, and I think this is something that we can learn from, is her response when the angel tells her that she's going to, to be pregnant. She shows incredible, incredible courage and character and a spiritual maturity by responding in pure faith and obedience. Grant, it's obvious that she's steeped in the scriptures in her response because she says, let it be done according to your word. And the word that she's referring to here are the prophecies in Isaiah. The prophetic words. So she knows that in Isaiah there's a prophecy about the Messiah coming. So she puts this all together and she has a peace about it because she knows that this is a God thing. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Incredible, incredible humility on both sides. There. Very much so. And then she goes off to visit her, her cousin Elizabeth. And I think there's, there's another gem in the story. Elizabeth could well have said... Actually, you know, I've waited so long to fall pregnant. Surely my child, my son could have been the Messiah. But not at all. There's absolutely nothing of that competitiveness or that stuff that we often see happening in society when people compare their children and that. Instead, Elizabeth is just so incredibly humble. She honors Mary 
And she actually says, you will be honored amongst all women. And God rewards her by, because the baby leaps in her womb. That's right. And what an encouragement to Mary as well. Yeah, absolutely. In the situation yeah, in the which two they cousins, find Wonderful. Themselves. You can see them drinking some Jerusalem or Nazareth tea together there, <laughs> which is great. That's lovely. And I think the message for us today is just to think about the fact that we are God's vessels. He chooses us, doesn't matter how insignificant or obscure we may feel we are, he chooses us to fulfill his purposes. And knowing that he's at work in our lives can give us a confidence and an inner contentment. So there's no need to compete with or to be jealous of, but rather to say, let your will be done in my life, Lord. Be it according to your word. One, one, wonderful story. As you say, it's just so much to take out of that as you watch the two ladies, different stages in life, just reacting well. And just to see the fact that God honors their faithfulness, their, their humility, in fact, which is, which is a word that keeps coming back. Um, and that's just, it's just, it's abso absolutely wonderful. So, folks, as we, as we begin to wrap up, just, yeah, I would go and just read those accounts in Luke's gospel. They are fascinating. Read about Zechariah being terrified by the angel. Read about the angel coming to Mary. Read about um, the way how each of those women just respond so well. And, and listen to Mary's song. I mean, that's just unbelievable. She sings a song which wraps up. In fact, Janet, I don't have to say anything more. Go and read the song. Mm -hmm. Have a wonderful, wonderful day further, folk. God bless you all. Until tomorrow, Janet, thanks so much. It's been lovely having you here. God bless. God Cheers. Bye-bye.